Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William T. Choctaw, MD, JD, where the doctor helps you unlock your full potential by equipping you with tools and knowledge in the areas of health, wealth, and wisdom, anchored in his experience as a business executive, a physician surveyor for the Joint Commission, a former mayor, and over 50 years of experience as a general surgeon. You've got questions, he's got answers. So let's get started. Here's Dr. William T. Choctaw, MD, JD. Good morning. I'm Dr. William Choctaw, and I am delighted to have you with us today. Uh, Welcome to our Healthy, Wealth, and Wise podcast. These podcasts are part of our Leadership Masterclass series based on my 50 years of surgical experience, uh, 50 plus years of surgical experience, uh, and my 75 plus years of life experience. So please sit back and enjoy. Today, we're going to talk about the Nobel scientist who just won the Nobel Prize in Medicine. Uh, Please stay with us and enjoy. Each month, uh, we strive to provide our listeners with mental, physical, and spiritual strengths by giving you actionable advice, tips, guidance, and information to help you achieve your own personal, professional, and spiritual goals. We consider the health of, the, of your mind, body, and spirit paramount as a single unit that provides a cumulative strength greater than the individual parts. Uh, in other words, we want to strengthen the whole person. Um, so thank you for giving us some of your very valuable time and joining us on this very important uh, topic. As always, we like to start with our beliefs. I believe life is about being of service to others. I believe knowledge is power. I believe leaders can change the world. We always like to give you an outline. And so we're going to talk about uh, the two doctors who uh, discovered the messenger RNA technique to deliver uh, the COVID COVID-19 vaccine uh, during the pandemic, uh, for the pandemic. Uh, we're going to specifically talk about them and, and how they got to where they were um, and how we have all benefited from their uh, resiliency uh, and dedication to this particular project. So go with me, if you will, to an area we used to talk about in college uh, and medical school as subcellular engineering. Uh, Think about it this way. Um, Our bodies are made up of cells, probably billions of of cells. Inside those cells, inside each cell, there is a nucleus, uh, and inside each cell, there's what we call cytoplasm. Uh, I like to use the analogy of think about an egg, um, a fried egg. The, the yolk, if you will, would be the nucleus, and the white part of the egg around the nucleus would be the cytoplasm. But th- they constitute the egg. That's the way a cell is. And so if you can think about a cell in those terms. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go inside that white and yellow part of our cells uh, down to an area uh, um, uh, that's used uh, to determine activity of those cells, to determine how those cells actually work um, and how those cells give direction to the body or to other cells uh, to uh, fulfill certain tasks. It is absolutely fascinating uh, how our body is designed. And so I encourage you to just for a brief time, just just go with us on this journey 
of subcellular engineering. Two of the individuals who this month, as a matter of fact, this week, we're in the month of October, uh, just won the Nobel uh, Prize in Medicine are Drs. Um, Catalin Carrico and Dr. Drew Weissman. Um, Dr. Carrico is um, uh, 68 years old. Uh, she originally uh, immigrated from um, Hungary uh, to this country um, when she was quite young um, and subsequently grew up here um, and became a scientist, uh, particularly a subcellular engineering type of scientist. Um, and as a result of that, became very, very interested in the work of the different enzymes within our cells, particularly uh, the enzymes um, having to do with um, uh, messenger RNA, uh, DNA, uh, ribosomes, proteins, uh, polymerases, et cetera, et cetera. And so basically, this is her life's work. Um, Dr. Weissman uh, is originally from, uh, was born here, um, and also and, and is an immunologist. And so he, his work uh, for all of his life has dealt with um, the immune system in the body. He's been fascinated about the immune system, which is sort of the defense system in the body, if you will. Uh, if a foreign agent comes into our body, like a bacteria or a virus, um, the immune system is that system in the body that's responsible for protecting us and getting rid of that foreign agent. And so this is really a lot of what um, Dr. Weissman has dedicated his life to doing. And as fate would have it, apparently they met about 25 years ago at the University of Pennsylvania where they were both uh, instructors uh, and began to talk. And as they say, the rest is history. And so we have a scientist um, who is interested in the cell and uh, mechanisms within the cell, who then has a conversation with another scientist, both the physicians, uh, who's interested in the defense parts of the cell uh, and, and that process and how that process protects the body. Uh, and as a result of their um, extraordinary work, uh, we have now been blessed with a vaccine using their technique of messenger RNA. Um, and we've talked about this in some of our previous uh, podcasts, but we'll just, just briefly summarize some of the aspects today. But the main thing is that we are better in this country uh, in the world, actually, not just this country, uh, because two individuals dedicated their lives uh, to doing this. Uh, and they've been doing this, obviously, over 20 years, uh, particularly Dr. Carrico, uh, uh, who was at the University of Pennsylvania um, uh, with Dr. Weissman, actually was dismissed from the University of Pennsylvania about 10 years ago. Um, and what she decided to do, she wanted to continue her work. And so she decided uh, to uh, go overseas uh, to Germany and work for a little company called Biotech. Um, now, you may have heard of Biotech uh, maybe two, three or four years ago when they were talking about vaccines. Well, Biotech uh, is a company that was working on uh, messenger RNA as a process 
um, to make vaccines better. Um, just a little small com uh, company that was working on this particular technology. Pfizer, the bigger uh, pharmaceutical worldwide, uh, in essence, partnered, or I think bought biotech. And that's how Pfizer ended up being the main pharmaceutical company to bring uh, this mRNA uh, technique uh, for vaccine production uh, to market and, and allowed, uh, and actually was the first uh, to do that. And so all of us, myself included, were able to get that vaccine um, and uh, consequently be protected. And so what this shows, I think, among other things, and one of the things that we try to do with these podcasts is we deal with the body, mind, and spirit, uh, because what we have learned, uh, whether we're talking about wellness or or just health, uh, mental and physical health, is that there is a collaboration uh, within, within each of us. Um, and so that the one plus one equals three, not two. So it indeed, it is the strength of that collaboration that allows us to produce uh, the, the highest of quality. And I think um, um, uh, doctors uh, Carrico and Weissman are exemplary. Uh, and then clearly they needed to have a certain degree of perseverance, uh, particularly Dr. Carrico, as I mentioned, who was um, uh, dismissed from the uh, University of Pennsylvania. Um, she had to really be strong and really be committed uh, to doing this work. And certainly to the point that she uh, would go to a different country to do her work, even though she had uh, family and, and, um, and, and husband. Um, so I, I think it just shows the level of commitment that is necessary sometimes uh, to, to do this type of work, uh, that both of them had to be relentless in their pursuit, uh, because initially, just because you come up with an idea, uh, that idea is not automatically adopted by the, um, the medical community, if you will. And, and in a way, that's a good thing. You know, it has to be proven. It has to be proven over and over and over again. It has to meet what we call the Koch postulates, K-O-C-H. Uh, but that's how we know that it's genuine and that it's real. Uh, and indeed, they were able to do that. Just very briefly, what they were able to do, uh, let's go, to, go back to the cell. Let's go inside the cell. Uh, we have a nucleus and we have the surrounding cytoplasm. And all of this is within a membrane called the cell membrane. Within the nucleus is where DNA is. And this is the genetic code for us individually. Uh, desoxyribonucleic acid is the um, uh, medical term for it. Uh, and it basically is what determines why I am and look and act differently from the way you may look and act. Uh, this is our specific genetic code. Uh, and some years ago, uh, the entire genetic code was, was defined. Um, and what we found was the differences between all of us is really just one or two um, um, areas, that most of the area is exactly the same. But the, in terms of the vaccine, it was utilizing the, the beauty of what uh, doctors Carrico and Weissman did it was to take a normal process within the body and use that process to fight disease. So think about this, to take a normal process that was in the body and use that process, use the body's own process, uh, just by tweaking it a bit, but use the body's own process 
to fight disease. Uh, and that uh, certainly is the best of all worlds. Uh, no process is perfect, uh, and neither is this process perfect. Uh, but it, it works uh, and has saved millions and millions of lives over the last um, uh, two to three years. So in essence, what it does is, is it causes the RNA, the messenger RNA, to produce a prototype of the virus, uh, particularly the spike protein of the virus, and then have the body then be able to recognize uh, the virus whenever it invades the body. Now, that's a huge oversimplification, um, but, but that's in essence what it does. Um, and the idea uh, and the thought is absolutely genius. The whole idea of subcellular, subcellular engineering uh, that I can remember occurred back um, when I was in medical school, that I first remembered this. Um, and this was doing uh, when Richard Nixon was president of the country. Um, and at the time, um, he had an idea or certainly made a proposal um, in, in the federal government that monies be used to cure cancer. Uh, the whole idea was that, that there were so many people dying of cancer um, and that uh, we should increase uh, research and development uh, to cure cancer. And part of that was to use monies to be applied to what I call or what's called subcellular engineering. Uh, we can see the cells uh, under the microscope, but indeed it's what happens within the cells that dictates um, the, the, the essence of how our body functions and does not function. And this is what these two physicians were able to do, uh, Dr. Kariko and Dr. Weissman. They were able to take a part of that subcellular engineering, i.e. the messenger RNA function, uh, and its primary function is to make copies of, of, uh, of other types of, of RNA. Um, and um, by having these copies in the cell, the cell is now better prepared to deal with uh, an invasion from a foreign body. One of the ways for the mRNA uh, vaccine to work, and it has to be couched in a, 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 a form so that the body does not attack it. Because remember, um, a vaccine is something that's foreign to the body. And so you've got to protect it, protect it with a protected coating or covering so that the body itself does not attack it. So they were able to do that. They were able to come up with a way to do that uh, using... Um, uh, sort of nanoparticles or nanoparticle um, um, production technique um, and successfully uh, be able to deliver uh, the, the vaccine into the body uh, and then allow uh, the uh, stimulate the cell, uh, particularly within the cytoplasm, uh, the mRNA within the cytoplasm to make a new type of um, mRNA uh, and a new type of protein uh, and allow the cell to protect itself um, against this foreign protein. I know it sounds a little complicated, but the, the bottom line is using the body to protect itself. That, that in, in, in effect, is the essence of what Drs. Carrico and Weissman were able to do. <clears throat> and it took them uh, close to about 30 years to do it. And obviously, like with a lot of great uh, inventions and discoveries, uh, it's discarded when, when it's first proposed, but over time uh, and with a lot of time and effort for a lot of people, 
um, work tirelessly, um, we've all been able to benefit now from this um, new messenger RNA process. So to look a little more closely, just very briefly at this process, the, 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 the messenger RNA uh, does not enter the nucleus. Remember, I, I mentioned the nucleus is like the yolk of the egg. Uh, the messenger RNA primarily operates within the white part of the egg, if you will, or the cytoplasm of the cell. Uh, and this is where uh, it goes to an area called the ribosome and where it produces uh, or transcribes a new protein, if you will. Uh, and what, what, what uh, the, the doctors have taught the, the body to do is to copy the virus protein uh, and then use that copy uh, to protect the cell from the virus invading the cell. Uh, it's, it's just an extraordinary process. Uh, it's the process is called part of the process is called protein synthesis. This occurs in the ribosome, which is in the yellow part of the egg, if you will. I'm sorry, in the white part of the egg, if you will, the ribosome, uh, the cytoplasm, not in the yellow part. Uh, and the messenger RNA uh, directs the cells to produce copies of the protein um, uh, that comes from the spike protein of the virus. Um, and by recognizing the spike protein as an invader into the body, um, the body then um, stimulates antibodies, which is part of that in immune system, stimulates antibodies which come in and kill the, and kill the virus. Um, it's, it's just an extraordinary process. Uh, as we know, the newest variant of uh, COVID-19 is ERIS, E-R-I-S. Um, and that is the one that's most prominent today and is creating most difficulty uh, today. Let, let, let me share a, per, a personal note with you. Um, one of the reasons why I am so fascinated and interested in this cellular engineering is my major in college was biochemistry. Uh, I'm originally from Nashville, Tennessee. I went to an HBCU, um, a historically black college or university uh, called Tennessee State University in Nashville, Tennessee. And I knew I wanted to go to medical school, and, um, but I did not major in pre-med. I majored in biochemistry. And as long as you take the breakfast of courses uh, to apply to medical school, then you can certainly apply. And biochemistry always fascinated me. Um, uh, chemistry was a requirement for medical school, but I, I didn't quite like chemistry, quite honestly. But I loved biology. And so biochemistry was like the perfect fit for me. It was just the perfect fit for me. And indeed, it's biochemistry is, is, is what's doing, what is involved with the work of, of doctors like uh, Carrico and Weissman. Um, if you remember um, back in the early 60s, again, depending on how old you are, um, there, was a doctor's, there was a doctor, James Watson and Francis Crick received the Nobel Peace Prize, I mean, the Nobel Prize uh, for, uh, in medicine for discovering something called the double helix. The double helix is the form of DNA. DNA is inside the nucleus uh, of the cell. Again, the yellow part of the cell, if it were uh, an egg yolk. Um, um, whereas the messenger RNA is in the white part of the cell i.e. the cytoplasm of the cell. But doctors Crick and Watson invented uh, or discovered the, the double helix, got a Nobel Prize for it, 
the reason why I bring that up is Dr. Watson uh, was at Harvard. Dr. Crick uh, was in um, uh, England at, at one of the universities there. Um, and when I was in college, my second year in college, I was very fortunate uh, to receive a um, summer um, internship by from the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. And if anybody from the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation is listening, I love you guys. Uh, you, you literally changed my life. You literally changed my life. Because what they did, uh, it was a, 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 a program that was designed for uh, to go to HBCUs in the South and uh, allow certain students who were who academically qualified to study for the summer at three Ivy League schools. Think about that. This is um, this is something that happened in 1967. I was um, a, a sophomore in college uh, at Tennessee State. And I was one of two students from my school selected to be a part of this Robert Wood Johnson Foundation uh, program um, that allowed summer studies of students from HBCUs at Ivy League schools. And I was fortunate in 1967, I went to Harvard. Um, and you gotta, you gotta understand, I had never been out of the deep South in my life. I had never been on an airplane in my life. Um, so here I am, uh, first time on a plane, uh, arriving in Boston, Massachusetts, on my way to Cambridge to study for the summer at Harvard University. More significantly, I was assigned to study with a, a graduate student who was working for Dr. James Watson. Now, Dr. Watson was not there that summer. He was away for the summer. But I was able to work with his um, uh, graduate student. Um, um, and uh, the student was just extraordinary. His job was to teach me uh, various um, um, subjects. Uh, these were regular Harvard College uh, subjects. Uh, but he was my tutor and just my supporter overall. Um, um, he was a young man from uh, Caltech who was studying at Harvard for the summer working on uh, an advanced degree. So my point is that uh, my interest in a lot of the vaccines and the way they're formed using the subcellular um, uh, technique is really part of how uh, I, I got into medicine in the first place. It fascinates me. Um, and I just sort of feel extraordinarily blessed uh, to see the results of what has happened. But so just wanted to mention that very briefly. Uh, uh, going back to Eris, uh, one of the good things about this new variant for COVID-19 is that it does not appear to be um, very, very different from the previous variants. And that's a good thing because it makes the work of the um, vaccine easier or more productive, if you will, or more effective, if you will. And as you know, the, the vaccine, the, the virus, COVID-19 and its um, uh, variants causes initially uh, uh, cold type symptoms, uh, but they tend to be on the more severe side. It's not like a regular cold or a regular flu. They tend to be on the more severe side with fever, fatigue, dry cough, aches and pains, runny nose, sore throat, 
Um, there may be some shortness of breath. Um, and there also may be um, uh, some gastrointestinal symptoms, um, uh, abdominal pain, diarrhea, et cetera. Um, these are some of the symptoms that we see. Uh, as we all know, during the usually during the what we call the cold flu season, the, the fourth quarter and the first quarter of the year, uh, particularly the first quarter of the year, um, we basically have um, three main viruses uh, that we, we're concerned about. One is the influenza virus, uh, which has been around for years, um, and usually we get vaccines against that. There's the RVS virus, um, um, and it's been around not quite as long, and you can also be vaccinated for that. And the more important or the more serious, uh, the COVID-19 virus, uh, which we've all been vaccinated. I remember vaccination, the purpose of vaccination is to prevent an infection. It does not treat the infection. Um, so when you are vaccinated, that prevents you from getting the disease or, 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 or the illness in the future. There are other types of medication that have been used to treat COVID. And as we mentioned before, these are medications like Paclovid, uh, which is a tablet that can be used as an outpatient, uh, Redemzivir, which is given IV that can be used early on when the symptoms have started. Um, so we're, we're talking about vaccinations now, which is prevention, not treatment. Undoubtedly, uh, any type of severe infection, and certainly COVID is no exception to that, um, creates uh, damage on multiple levels. And we, we always talk about the mind, body, mind, and spirit. Um, and, and rightfully so, there's a lot of focus on the body, but clearly the mind and spirit are also traumatized. Uh, and it's very important to think about those areas as either we experience or members of our family experience illnesses uh, um, to, to help the whole person uh, to heal. So in summary, uh, basically, we have two physicians, uh, Dr. Caitlin Carrico and Dr. Drew Weissman, who just received this month the Nobel Prize in Medicine for their landmark work in developing the messenger RNA um, vaccine to save the lives of millions of people worldwide. Uh, and as we mentioned, uh, vaccines are not treatment, they are prevention. Um, and the beauty of the work of these two physicians is that they were able to use the body's own mechanism to better protect itself against uh, foreign invaders, i.e. Uh, viruses. My basic principles, I believe God is in charge. I have said this before, my first principle, I'm a physician of faith, and indeed it has been my faith in God that has sustained me um, all of my life. Um, second principle is no bad days. I do not have any more bad days. I used to, uh, but about 20, 30 years ago, I got rid of all my bad days because I figured out that my day was good or bad if I said it was. Uh, number three, I don't sweat the small stuff. Most stuff is small. Uh, when I things happen or are said to me that I perceive as being negative, I have learned uh, not to worry about that. That most times it's not important. I just let it go. And number four, forgiveness is therapy. Uh, indeed, uh, whenever something happens to me that I perceive as negative, uh, I immediately forgive. It does not matter who's right or who's wrong. I have learned that forgiveness is therapy. 
And my, my final basic principle is that everything is a relationship. Everything is a relationship. And relationships are based on three things, mutual respect, mutual trust, good, good communication. If you have those three things, you have a very good relationship. If you do not have those three things, you have work to do. If you like these podcasts, we would encourage you to become one of our loyal subscribers. Uh, simply go to www.buzzsprout.com forward slash 2101003. That's www.buzzsprout.com forward slash 2101003. And finally, be the change you want to see in the world. Have a wonderful Thank you for listening to this episode of the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William T. Choctaw, MD, JD. Be sure to check out other great episodes covering areas of health, wealth, and wisdom at thwwp.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out the books, blogs, and other literature in your preferred format. And don't forget to leave a review, subscribe, share, and support the podcast. That's at thwwp.com. You've been listening to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William T. Choctaw, MD, JD.